Hello, you are listening to Creatrix Culture. I'm your host, Sarah Lottie. Welcome back. I'm so excited to share with you all that I got a new voiceover booth in my home, and it is beautiful. A few episodes back, I said I was going to share with you something really exciting, and I was kind of just waiting to see that it all went through, and it came from Spain, so I wanted to make sure it was delivered properly before I shared that my exciting news. Um, yeah, it's called a Studio Bricks One, and it is gorgeous. It's white, and it's sleek, and it has a glass door, and it feels really good since, you know, COVID started. I couldn't go to the studios anymore to record, so I've just been doing it out of my home which I've always wanted a professional booth anyway. So I just accomplished a goal that I've had for many years. And my setup was so funny because I have this little inlet in my bedroom, um, going to the master bathroom, and I have a, a dresser in there. And then on one side is a closet and on the other side is the door into the bathroom. And I would hang, I would close the door to the bathroom partially and hang a robe on there. And then I'd hang a robe on the dresser behind me. And then I'd open the closet doors because nothing's in it. And I would hang a towel in there. And I have a little foam box that I was using to surround the mic with. But it was just such a, such a little makeshift setup. And as I know I've talked about in other episodes, I would have to wait till like 10 o'clock at night to record because... My apartment is so loud and outside the noise is so loud. So everything just, all the sound just carries through everything with the neighbors. And so I'd wait till everyone went to bed. And now I'm excited because I can record it anytime I want. And it's 1130 AM right now. So this is very exciting. So anyway, I've, I've been contemplating what I wanted my next uh, subject to be of the next show. And I know I also said a few episodes back, I told you all how I um, I attended Tony Robbins' Unleash the Power Within event, and this was done virtually through Zoom, and it was phenomenal. It was life-changing. It was really beautiful. You know, I've heard of him for a really long time, never really felt aligned to, you know, uh, look deeper into taking a seminar from him or anything or read any of his books. I watched maybe two YouTube videos in the past like 10 years. And I just know of one person that went to one of his events, the UPW event about six years ago. And that was it. One of his trainers fell onto my path in early April and he did a training for us and then offered tickets to a live UPW event at an extreme discount. So I jumped onto that. And then with that ticket, I got this virtual event, since everything was shut down, he couldn't do his events anymore. So for the first time in 43 years, he was unable to do his live events. Like he'd even be in the hospital and leave to do his live events. So nothing, he never canceled an event before him. Really went above and beyond in creating this space for us that was all done through Zoom. And he got together with the makers of Zoom. And for the UPW event, it was 22,000 plus of us around the world. And he could see our little Zoom squares on a 16-foot screen that he had going around him 360 degrees. I have to say, like, I know the energy of being in a live event, you know, in a big, like, stadium has got to be so powerful because when we work as a collective and come together for, you know, for concerts or even, 
you know, even classes, even just when there's like a few of us coming together and working with our energies together and building that that momentum together, um, it's 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 so filling. Um, so I know that I can imagine what the Alive event would be like with that energy and that power behind it. But I have to say, I really enjoyed doing the Zoom event, the virtual event, because when you're learning new things and you're taking in new information and you're really working on a personal level with something like that, like UPW is all going into your psychology and into your physiology. Being in your own space, not that it's like I wouldn't be embarrassed to do anything in front of other people, but the fact that he's like on my TV and feels very up close and personal, you know, and, and no one's really distracting you from the information, like someone next to you, next to you is not talking or walking across you because they need to go to the bathroom or who knows what, you know, it really got into me deeply. And I had major breakthroughs in that seminar. And I can't even I can't even begin to explain, like my life changed instantly after that event. I really didn't think I would have the effects that I had from it at all. So then I signed on to do the business mastery course. And being that I've always been a entrepreneurial spirit, where I've kind of fell short is that I didn't go to college. I did a little bit of college after high school. And then I moved out to Los Angeles and jumped into the entertainment industry and I skipped that whole part. And even when I started my Arbon business, there was this little part of me that felt, okay, I'm going to start a business, but I know nothing of business. I don't even know the first thing about business. My heart is is, is always been like, oh, I want to, you know, be the creator of my life. I want to be my own boss. I want to do something bigger in my life. And that's from my hands, you know, in a sense that I'm not constantly building someone else's dream, that I'm working towards building my dream. And that was partially coming out to be an actress in LA. It was building my, working for myself, building my dream. But I think my hindrance in that was that I didn't understand the first thing about business. So even in my early 20s, being in Los Angeles, you know, going on the path of being a professional actor here, I feel because I was so creative, which was great, but there was this whole other side of me that felt that fell really short on it's also a business. And I don't come from an entrepreneurial family. So I come from a family that that very much followed the book of, you know, you graduate high school, you go to college. Um, my father went to the Navy. You work in your jobs, you know, for most of your life. You find one career and you just do that. And you get married and you have kids and you have the home and the suburbs and the whole thing. And growing up, that didn't resonate with me. I was really depressed living in the suburbs and I didn't like it. I couldn't wait to get out of there. And there was something about that life that just felt really stale. And even though it worked for my parents and, you know, gave us a, a beautiful home and a roof over our head and, you know, stability and we were... Now we, we would have been considered like lower middle class, but I think we were just like middle class back then, 80s, 90s. I just, I've always wanted more. I've always wanted something bigger. But not understanding what business is, 
in my 20s, I didn't really get the traction for my acting career because I was like, I'm, I'm an artist and, you know, I'm a creator, creative type and, you know, I can't be bothered with all this other stuff. And I, I didn't really know how to form a team to do those things for me or even make proper choices to, to understand what it really meant to get a real acting career going. And then, like I said, then I took on my Arbonne business about seven years ago where that once I was introduced to the business and the products, like that little entrepreneurial like fire inside of me was just like, yes, do this, do this, do this. But where my shortcomings were falling then is even though my upline, you know, was like, just trust us and, you know, we'll help you out the whole way. There was something in me that that didn't. I didn't trust them. And I'm thinking, this is my business. I should learn how to do this. I should know how to do this. You know, that just prolonged me to to really building a business because then I would get frustrated and I wouldn't lean on them. And I, I just didn't feel like anyone would want to join me because deep down they would feel that I didn't know what I was doing and a lot of wasted time in that. So I chose to sign on to Business Mastery. I wanted to learn from the best of the best and learn of what Tony had to teach when it comes to business. And it's funny because a week leading up to Business Mastery, I was like, wait, what did I get myself into? Because it's not cheap to take the course, I'll tell you that much. And I was like, maybe I should just not do this and I should get a refund. And um, I decided not to. I was like, those are just my fears coming up. But I, I really thought, you know, that what they might be teaching and talking about would be way over my head being as well that I haven't been in an academic setting um, for 22 years, like a re learning real, uh, you know, academic stuff. I take a lot of different classes, but it's all spirituality based or, you know, acting or stuff like that, like not real hardcore, like knowledge stuff, businessy stuff. And so I have to say those well, like business has always kind of scared me. But then it's also like I've been kind of turned off to it because I, I, I had this preconceived notion of what I really thought business was. And to me, business felt really square and really non-creative and felt, you know, I, I just had this like thing of it like it's cutthroat and it's people screwing each other over and it's, you know, money, 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 numbers, 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 get, 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 you know, and, and not really thinking of the employees or the customers and not really thinking everyone's just kind of taking to me business was all about taking in my mind so that's what was hard for me um it was like I had this dual you know angel devil thing in me like like part of like the devil side was like do the business and then the angel's side is like no it's bad it's evil um so I was like I'm gonna learn it I'm gonna learn what business actually is and I surprised myself in the whole course of that I kept up and I beyond kept up and I was comprehending everything that they were throwing at me. And that to me was just to show myself is that mentally I've been selling myself short for many years thinking that I couldn't do business deep down, you know, or that I didn't know how to do it or I wouldn't understand numbers and even though I was really good in math, um, but it's been so long, I just forgot that, you know. And then there was one thing halfway through. This was um, business mastery was virtual as well. So it was five days and we did 12 to 16 hour days. And it was a lot. So starting like early in the morning and going pretty late at night. And halfway through those five days, 
Tony said one statement that really jumped out at me, and I wanted to share it with you all because it, it changed my perspective completely and opened my heart more to what business can be. And he said, business is a spiritual game. I sat with that, and I thought about that. And then he explained deeper. What's so cool about it is, you know, a lot of people think that if they're in an artist or in the spiritual world that they, you know, they shouldn't want bigger things or they limit their their potential by limiting themselves to to having abundance. There's two schools to this thought, and I'll go in the other part later, but I'm going to go from business as a spiritual game first. The way he described it and the way he was telling it is that if you do open yourself up to business, being a spiritual game, is number one, you don't look at your customers as just numbers and, and sales. You look at them as how can I serve them? What gifts can I offer them? How can I really change their life? Not what can I get from them? What can I give them? So whatever your product is and whatever you're putting out there, what, what can they get from me? And in return, when you're being of service, that's when the universe comes and gives you the proper monetary value or other things to come along your path to give you abundance. Because you're being of service. You're not just going out there, who can I make money off of? And also, when you do allow greater abundance into your life, you're setting yourself up in a way that you can give more. You can be of service more. You can be of service on levels you, you couldn't even imagine because you weren't there. You didn't have their resources. You didn't have enough of your own resources. So what can you do? What differences can you make? What movements can you start? What charities can you form? What programs can you bring to people? What, in what ways can you bring people together or help out you know, communities? because now you have the resources to do so. And instead of, you know, these one percenters that everyone is so angry about and looking at them as like, you know, they just take, take, take and shove in their bank accounts and they might not be giving back, you can be the change you want to see in the world. You can be the change to what you want to see people to do with their wealth into making a difference. Once I saw that, that I could go into every part of business coming from a spiritual place, coming from doing good for humanity, for myself, for the people I love, the people I care about, the people I'm bringing into my community, made me less fearful of this world. And I can create a culture around me of higher like-minded individuals who are using business and monetary business for the highest good for everybody. And the way you grow and become bigger is having that service mentality, over-delivering to people, giving them more than they expected, and leading with your heart. And that's when true success and true abundance starts flowing into your life. Because if you look at and if you read the stories, you know, of the people at the top that are miserable and, you know, they, there's that old saying of like more money, more problems. Well, that's your vibration. 
That's what you've decided. What kind of business are you running? What kind of operation are you doing? Are you, are you having more problems because you're running a shady operation? You're running that you're just taking, 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 taking from everyone around you? What you're delivering to your customers is, you know, deep down, it's not authentic or it's not of integrity and it's crap. Then yes, you are operating on a vibration that you're going to create more problems in your life or you're making deliberate choices with your money, you know, that are, that are low vibration. You're partying too much. You're making bad choices. You know, when you can start operating and, and, and working and delivering from a place of integrity, the chances of you attracting all these problems are going to be slim to none because you're working on a higher vibration where those problems don't even, can't even reach you up there. It's all about energy. It's all about vibration. It's all about what you're allowing into your life and what you're not allowing into your life. There's a saying in one of a self-development class I took years ago, give more, get more. The more you give, the more you get. But you have to understand that as well, is that coming back to integrity and authenticity, you can't give in order to expect to receive. You have to give selflessly. You have to give because that's what you want to give. That's what you're opening up your heart to give. And then you'll be taken care of. But it doesn't work if, once again, you have a taker mindset within that, being that I'm only giving because I expect something back. You should never give a present to someone expecting them that when it's your birthday or whatever that they have to give a present back to you. You give because you want to. You give because that's what feels right to you. You give because that's what's in your heart. So if business is a spiritual game, what does that mean for you personally in a business that you're doing or the job that you're going to every day? Are you just at your job going through the motions, you know, and angry and pissed off about everything you're doing and not feeling you're getting paid enough and not feeling that they, you know, value you? Well, then are you in the wrong company? Are you working for the wrong people? Are you not passionate about what you're doing? Or are you knowing deep down that you're not giving your all and your best? And maybe if you change that vibration, you could get the raise you think you deserve or you would change your vibration where you wouldn't even be in that job anymore. We're the ones that put ourselves in limiting places. We can look at our circumstances and we can say, yeah, well, you know, this, 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 and this is going on in my life, so therefore I can't. But that is our own limiting beliefs. Okay, maybe you can't right this moment, but what can you do to change that? What can you start implementing in your life every single day to get yourself out of where you are to go where you want to go? So many of us have opportunities coming on our path daily where people are coming up to you, you know, with open hearts being like, I might have something that would help you on so many different levels. And it's astonishing about how many people bitch and moan about different things in their lives and you watch opportunities come on their path and they're like, no, it's a scam. No, it's this. No, I don't have any money for that. No, 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 no. Without even listening, without even listening to themselves, to their heart, to their higher self, to their intuition, that maybe that is some where you should go that would enhance your life, would get you out of where you are. 
yes, there's a com like there's comfort in like you know you know your space and if it's a crappy job or relationship, it's like well I know what I'm getting. If I go over here, I don't know what I'm getting. And us as humans, we want to stay comfortable. We want to feel safe, even if it's a bad environment. We'd rather stay in the comfort of the bad environment, knowing in a sense we're safe in that because we know it, than going out and pursuing our dreams and following our hearts to something that might be so much better, but you don't know because you're hanging on to the old, because you're hanging on to your fears. Being an entrepreneur is taking a leap of faith into the unknown, and it's scary, but it's also empowering. And it's not a linear line. It is peaks and valleys, but you just have to hang on because you learn. In those valleys, you learn. So once you get to the peak, you don't, you know, start self-destructing. You can hold the peak and go higher and higher and higher. And if you're coming from a place of integrity and you're coming from a place of an open heart and that you want to help your clients, your customers, your family, your friends, you will continue to grow and have the abundance and have the resources to do so. You just have to keep your belief. And your belief and your tenacity is what keeps you going to the road to success. Tony also says that the road to success is 80% psychology and 20% strategy. Like it's, it, it's all interconnected. That goes back to your psychology, your psychology of how you're dealing with your customers and clients, your psychology of how you feel about yourself and what you can accomplish, your psychology, your vibration, your limited beliefs. You're the only thing standing in the way of your own success. The 20% is the how. The 20% is that specific thing you're doing, you know, mechanics of it. The rest of it is you. It's all you, your personal development, your personal spirituality. That's all within you, your mindset, how you think about things, how you think about yourself, how you think about what you want. If you deep down don't think you can have it, you're not going to get it. It's about breaking through yourself, your limited beliefs, the things that hold you back, the things that from your childhood, the things that your brother or sister said to you that you sucked at when you were five, and for some God-known reason, you're carrying that with you throughout your whole life, just assuming you can't do that anymore. Not understanding that you've changed, you've grown, you've matured, you've, you know, evolved. Maybe you can do that now. Yeah, maybe you couldn't do that when you were five. But you're the one holding on to that limited belief. It's finding those things, recognizing and knowing that they're bullshit, and they no longer serve you, and they're no longer valid. You could have a limiting belief that you had two days ago and you can look at it and you can say, that's not me and change it that quickly. But we're so programmed to believe that we can't change things or they won't change or it's that fast. Just like that. One thing about me is that in different times in my life, I felt like I was addicted to things. But then I also knew if I just set my mind in a different direction, I could wake up one day and literally be done with something. I just changed my thought about it. I just changed my belief about it. And yes, the addiction was still in my body, but it was my mind that I switched. And once the addiction left my body and the two aligned up again, 
then I was free from that. And that was a big thing I saw when I quit smoking. I smoked for like, I don't know how many years, however long from like 13 to 24. And of course, when I was like 13, 14, 15, I didn't smoke that much because, you know, I lived at home and we would have a cigarette like here and there. But I started when I was 13. Once I was like 17, 18, you know, I was smoking a lot. And then when I was 24, I just decided I wanted to age gracefully. That was my why. That was my deciding factor of why I was going to stop this habit. And I put that in my head. And I woke up one day and I said, I'm done. It took a few days for my body to realize that it wasn't getting, you know, that those chemicals and that nicotine. And then it started freaking out. And my withdrawals were horrible. I remember just like walking through my apartment, like running into walls. Like it was, it was bad. But I just kept my new thought. I kept my new belief. I kept my new why. And I knew that those withdrawals would cease. I would go through them. They weren't going to last forever. And during that process, I also saw how much this addiction had a hold on me. Like it was an outside entity from me. And I vowed to myself that day I would never let anything rule over me again like that addiction did. But it was all in my mindset that I was able to switch it that quickly. Yes, there's going to be some residual. You're going to have to move through things. But it's your choice. You can wake up tomorrow and change your life that quickly. Is there going to be a crossover period? Absolutely. You have to know that. But you can start it now. So if there is something that your heart is calling you to do, there's a business you want to start. There's a company you want to become a part of. There's a dream that you have that you want to go for. Follow your heart. Follow what your intuition keeps yelling at you deep down. You know it is yelling at you to go in a certain direction, to follow a certain dream. And then you could say, yes, Sarah, but I've done that and it led to bad things. Nothing is a bad thing. Sometimes we do things and we, we label them as bad because they didn't feel good. But there was a lesson. There was a lesson to stack that lesson on top of another lesson on top of another lesson. That you're growing a foundation. That you're honing it in. That you're moving, you're moving, you're moving into the proper direction. Just because you decide you want to do something or just because your heart is telling you to go a certain way. That doesn't mean that the road there is not going to be having detours and going to be paved perfectly. It's also a learning process. It's an adventure. One other thing that Tony says is that life is working for you, not against you. Change your mindset. Change your mindset. Think of life working for you, not against you. And I promise you one thing. You will find the success that you crave. You will find the career that is burning in your heart. You will then be able to get over those obstacles that in the past you would just stop and give up. Obstacles aren't there to make you stop and give up. Obstacles are there for you to build your muscles, for you to gain more strength and knowledge and understanding so that when you turn around and you help others out and you see them struggling, you know the way, you've paved the way, you've climbed over the way with blood, sweat, and tears, and you can ease their path a little bit more. Or maybe there's people ahead of you that are wanting to ease your path a little bit more, but you're being stubborn and closed-minded and shut off to them. Calm yourself. Go inside. Listen to your heart. Listen to your intuition. Listen to your mentors. And go get what you want. 
because business and life and love, all of it, is simple. It's a spiritual game. Thank you for sitting with me today, and I'll talk with you soon.